This is Cardinal Francis George. I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Word on Fire Catholic Ministries is a nonprofit ministry at the forefront of Catholic evangelization, using new media to spread the faith on every continent. Father Barron challenges us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The global benefactors of Word on Fire, with the support of the Archdiocese of Chicago, now present Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, on this fourth Sunday of Advent, we are called to dream big. Our minds, our visions, our perspective, even the most pious of them, are not enough for what God has planned. Our first reading is taken from the seventh chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah. It recalls a time in the 8th century BC when the kingdom of Judah found itself in dire straits. It was threatened by the mighty Assyrian army and it was under the leadership of a young, inexperienced king named Ahaz. Put yourself for a moment in the shoes of Ahaz, this young guy, this young king, has a huge responsibility, and his country's being besieged by a mighty invading force. I'm sure he was getting advice from all over the place, much of it contradictory. Well, under severe pressure, this young man was wavering. He was quaking in his boots, unsure of what to do. One option was to enter into an alliance with some neighboring powers trying to bolster his position against the Assyrians. But at this point, the prophet Isaiah comes into the picture. He challenges Ahaz, this young king, to trust in the power of God and not in political alliances. And the warrant for this is the ancient promise made to Ahaz's ancestor, King David. Go back now to the second book of Samuel. The prophet Nathan conveys to David this great promise that the house of David would rule forever over Israel. The prophet Isaiah now is hearkening back to this great prophecy and he's using it to encourage Ahaz. Inspired by this confidence, Isaiah tells the young king to dream big. Listen, here's from our reading today. Ask for a sign from the Lord your God. Let it be deep as the nether world or high as the sky. In other words, ask for anything. Risk, trust, hope as extravagantly as you please. That's what the prophet tells the king. Based on this ancient prophecy, based upon his deep and abiding confidence in God. But listen now to King Ahaz. And again, I understand it. He's a young fella. He's he's unsure of himself. He's lacking in confidence. But he reveals his small-minded, small-souled nature. Here's what he says. I will not ask. I will not tempt the Lord. That last line, by the way, that's just false piety. You know, oh, who am I to ask the Lord for a great sign? 
See, deep down, he remains afraid. He's stuck in the confines of his worldly political imagination. He refuses even to hope for what God might do. Now, there's one of the hinges of this reading. When we're in these tough situations, where do we look for help? Upon whom do we rely? Ahaz is, I I, I don't know, I'm not going to rely on this ancient prophecy. I'm going to rely on my political machinations. That's why Ahaz, I think, is a kind of patron saint of our secularist age. You know, perhaps some of us have a, a vague sense of God as a distant force or a creative ground, but we don't think he knows us or cares about us or will ever act on our behalf. I mean, who am I to ask God? Or God God won't act. Isaiah's answer now to the pusillanimous king is fascinating. Here's what he says. Listen, O house of David, the Lord himself will give you this sign. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel. The king won't dream big, but Isaiah will. Isaiah says, listen, O house of David. That means you, Ahaz, you're a descendant of David. The Lord himself will give you a great sign. By drawing attention, of course, to the house of David, Isaiah is reminding Ahaz of that great promise. What he's saying is, don't worry. God has promised he will preserve the line of David forever. You will not be overwhelmed. You will endure. He's asking Ahaz to think theologically about what is happening to him and to cultivate an attitude of trust. See, friends, that's so important. Things happen to us all the time. Things that make us anxious, nervous. We're tempted to give up hope. We thrash about looking for solutions, looking for ways out, relying upon our own powers, relying upon the things of the world. Isaiah is telling Ahaz and us to think theologically, not just politically, not just psychologically, not just sociologically about what's happening to us and to cultivate in light of that thought an attitude of trust. Okay? Now flash forward about 700 years to a distant relative of King Ahaz who's wrestling with a similarly vexing problem. Not this time the invasion of a foreign force But we hear about Joseph, a son of David, who's betrothed to Mary. Betrothed, engaged, but he hasn't moved in with her yet. He learns that Mary is pregnant. Now, this would be a problem in any society at any time, but especially in the Israel of the first century. For the law detailed in the book of Deuteronomy is clear Women who become pregnant before their marriage are to be stoned to death. See, that's the situation Joseph and Mary find themselves in. Joseph is described as a, quote, righteous man. That's code for someone who abides carefully by the law. So Joseph knows this law. 
He takes it very seriously. But he's also a man of very deep compassion. And so we hear he's unwilling to expose Mary to shame and so decides to divorce her without fanfare. Very interesting now. What we see here is a very good man indeed. Someone who beautifully balances the demands of the law and the demands of love. See, it's so easy to take one or the other. You're a man of the law. You're strict. You're absolute. You're severe. Some people of the law can be lacking in love or compassion. Or or you can be simply a man of love and compassion and you ignore the law. That can make you overly permissive, relativistic. You know, who cares? Anything goes. Joseph is acting here with a kind of exquisite balance between respecting the law and its demands and the demands of love. Listen now, within the framework bequeathed to him, Joseph is operating with great deafness and moral rectitude. And yet, like his distant ancestor, he will be challenged to dream bigger. See, again, I'm, I'm praising Joseph here. Within the framework bequeathed to him, he's doing just about exactly the right thing. He's got the right path. He can't marry this young woman who's, who's pregnant outside of marriage. He's, he has to, to call off the wedding, but he's not going to do it in this brutal way, hoping to divorce her quietly so she can avoid this terrible punishment. So he's, he's doing just great, just the right thing. But then the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David. There it is again, by the way. Ahaz, son of David. Joseph, son of David. The bearer of this promise to Israel. Confident in what God will do for the house of David. He says, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home. For it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. Extraordinary, isn't it? The angel is introducing a whole new framework for understanding what was happening. Joseph's assumptions, both cultural and religious, are not enough to comprehend what is happening here. He was right. He was exquisitely deft within that framework. But that framework is not big enough to encompass what's happening here. For now we know the Spirit of God is at work. And this pregnancy is ingredient in God's great plan. And then, friends, this. The utterly fascinating link to Ahaz. So now the the author of the gospel here wants us to go back to that first reading. Listen. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel. He's hearkening back to Isaiah and his words to Ahaz. But see, here's the point. Not even Isaiah, who was dreaming as big as he knew how to dream, was dreaming big enough. What Isaiah saw 
as the guarantee of the Davidic line through Ahaz's son is now revealed as the guarantee of that line through a king who would rule forever. What he saw as a sign of God's care is now revealed to be a sign of God's personal presence. Yeah, wonderful, isn't it? Isaiah assures Ahaz, the Lord is with you. You're a son of David. This line will not be extinguished. Don't, don't fret about the Assyrians coming because a child will be born. In Isaiah's mind, undoubtedly, is, is the child of Ahaz. The line will go on. But now we see, in light of the angel's remark, that that was in fact a prediction of something even more wonderful. Emmanuel, God with us. The line of David is not just a, a line of earthly kings. The line of David is consummated in this great divine descendant of David. Now, Joseph's infinitely important virtue is that he trusts in this vision and acts out of it. He lives his life not in accord with the relatively small framework, psychological, cultural, even religious, that were available to him. He now resolves to live according to God's mysterious design. And friends, that's our Advent invitation. To see our lives in this highest possible frame of reference. Our lives are ingredient in God's great providential design for all of us. And therefore, especially when you find yourselves in difficult situations, begin to dream as big as you possibly can. And God bless you. I hope you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George, and I pray that God will bless you and those you love. Father Robert Barron is combating the crisis of faith in our culture. Father Barron's expanded website can deepen your faith, give you new insights into scriptures, and help you become a better Christian. Go to wordonfire.org and tap into Father Barron's compelling videos, sermons, articles, and much more. Wordonfire.org. Connect with one of the Catholic Church's best messengers. Every day, everywhere.